I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, one two. two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, today I want to just start out by reminding people that that Social Security scam is still rampant out there. I'm still getting phone calls telling me that crooks are calling, telling people there's something wrong with their Social Security numbers. So please don't fall for that scam. If somebody calls and says they're from Department of Social Security, hang up. But Today, I'm going to call this the fake lawsuit scam, and that's what I'm going to talk about. It's an offshoot of the you've missed jury duty scam, only this time the scammers don't really tell you what this lawsuit is supposedly all about. So as an example, last week I got a phone call from someone that I'm naming Dave who fell victim to this scam, and here's what happened. Dave was just waking up in the morning, still drowsy, when he got a call from somebody claiming to be from the Santa Maria Sheriff's Department, somebody named Sergeant Curtis Lewis. Now, just FYI, there is no Sergeant Curtis Lewis who works for the Santa Maria Sheriff's Department, but that's the name he used. This person spoke perfect English without an accent. During this call, it sounded like there was dispatch noise in the background, which is something that you'd hear from a police station. Wow, the sounds of dispatch noise in the background would really make it seem so very real. These scammers also seem to know when a good time to call might be, like when people are just waking up, drowsy, and not thinking too clearly. Yeah, Patty, the dispatch noise, along with the use of the title sergeant, makes it sound even more serious. So this supposed sergeant told our victim that he'd failed to appear for a court date, and so there was a warrant out for his arrest. Did the victim know about any lawsuit that had been filed against him? No, and he said that. He also told this Sergeant Lewis that he had never received any kind of notice that he had to appear in court. Well, what did the scammers say to that? They always seem to have an answer for everything. Well, the so-called sergeant said that he was holding in his hand a verified document, a proof of service signed by the victim, proving that he'd been served. He said that this document had been delivered to him by APS. Now, our victim had the presence of mind to ask for the date on the document, which turned out to have been a date and a time when the victim was at work, so he couldn't have signed this. So how did the scammer get around that one? Well, Sergeant Lewis said that they would have to run a handwriting analysis on the signature and match it with the victim's so they could determine if the victim was telling the truth. But in the meantime, there were still these warrants out which could lead to his arrest if he didn't post bail. Uh-oh. And let me guess, they wanted him to post bail by using gift cards. That's right. And of course, if the charges were dropped, he was going to get his money back. How much did they ask for? Well, the crook said there were two bench warrants and each one had $750 bail for a total of $1,500. Now, these crooks know that you can't put that much money on one card. So they had him running around from store to store getting together enough gift cards to pay the full amount. Did they make him stay on the phone the whole time? Yes, and this is a new one, Patty. They told him they had him on something called, quote, digital escort, so they were tracking him. Wow, 
And with the new technology, who knows? As he purchased each card, did he have to read off the numbers on the back to the scammer? That's right. While he was getting the cards, the scammers were getting his money. And here's the worst part. Once they had the $1,500, they let him off the phone. But the next day, they called him back and said for some reason, their system went down, the cards couldn't be accessed, they were now considered invalid, so they sent him out again to get another set of cards, which he did. Oh, my gosh. And when did he figure out that he had been scammed? When he was in the process of getting this second set of cards, he started to get suspicious, and he decided to go directly to the sheriff's department to talk to this Sergeant Lewis. And I'm guessing that's when he found out that there was no Sergeant Lewis with the sheriff's department. That's right. And that's when he knew he'd been scammed, and that's when he called me. Well, in spite of the fact that this whole thing sounded very real, can you point out the red flags to us? The time of the call was suspicious. Scammers like to get you first thing in the morning when you're really not thinking clearly, when you're just waking up. But the biggest red flag was the request for gift cards. As I've said many times before, that is a sure sign of a scam. Oh, Vicki, thank you so much for this timely warning, especially as we go into the holiday season. Gift cards can be wonderful, but we have to be so very careful with them. If we get a request to pay someone with a gift card, it's most likely a scam. Absolutely. So, Patty, here is some good news. This is from a newsletter that I get on financial exploitation. And here's the headline, Attorneys General and Telecoms announce plan to tackle illegal robocalls. So here's what it says. 12 of the nation's largest telecommunication companies and attorneys general from all 50 states plus D.C. announced a voluntary agreement Thursday to prevent and punish illegal robocallers. So they are going to work on a set of principles that the phone companies can agree to to provide customers with free call blocking, which will be wonderful. Because as we know, these robocalls can just about drive you crazy, and so many of them are scams. Wow, that is great news and free call blocking. I can hardly wait to learn more about that, Vicki, but I know you'll keep us posted. I will. Thank you so much for a very informative Scam Squad episode. But before we leave, can you once again give our listeners the fraud hotline number? It is area code 805-568-2442. I'll repeat it again, 805-568-2442, and I welcome callers. Thank you so much, Vicki. Until next time.